Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. On this final Taco Tuesday of November. I've celebrated in the most honorable way you, you could did. do. You did. Lindsay's here. Paul's here. That's me. How did you celebrate, Lindsay? With Dell. With the Dell. Dell uh, got dropped off on her way from work. Tacos were great. Yeah. Milkshake was great. Chocolate was awesome. So, yeah, the final Taco Tuesday of the 11th month of this 21st year of this millennia. Did you get? Did you use any of the mild, medium, no. or hot? No. Oh, no. No sauce. <laughs> well, I'm no from hot. Minnesota. No Come, on. Come on. I mean, look at me. I, do, I, do I strike you as a spice queen? Because no, uh, that is certainly not me. Yeah, we had Thai food at the house last night. Ooh. So it was like, and they asked me, he's like, do you want... No spice, mild spice, or all spice. I'm like, mild to be fine. I, I don't know why people like super spicy stuff. They're like, yes, I would like to voluntarily spread or um, just sweat profusely. Yeah. And burn from the inside out. It's a good thing. It feels good, though. I it's a guess. Good cle- oh, it's a wonderful cleansing. I prefer to cleanse in other ways. <laughs> okay. I, just, that, the inside out thing just is Something great. about jalapeno seeds and habanero peppers and just kind of just... There's just too many ways it could go wrong. There's, no, there, there are. You're, you're right. Because you're right. I'm always the person that gets you know lost in whatever they're doing. So yep. I could be enjoying said thing, and maybe I do want to burn myself from the inside out. <laughs> just this one time. But I forget that my hands were touching the same yeah. stuff, and then all of a sudden you touch your eye, you go somewhere. It's just... I've heard the horror stories. No, thank you. I'm the fool that licks their fingers after squeezing a lemon. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, really? Why did I just do that? People are like, just be super extra diligent. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just go upriver, and then don't make that decision. You don't even have right. to... Be conflicted about it. By the way, for for Del Taco, who we're just discussing, their milkshake actually is a fairly underrated milkshake. Correct. Correct. A fairly underrated milkshake. It's a little pricey, to be honest, but it's kind of worth it. It's not like the chalky chocolate shake, yeah, you know, or yeah. red, that those are more malty, but you, you know, ice when you milk, exactly know. ice milk what or, is that? or it depends on like if the machine is working correctly. Cause you know, it's supposed to be in, in uh revolution right, constantly motion, yeah. and like you can tell if there's like liquid sitting on top of the icy part, but it's always very, very solid. You're, you're correct. Yeah. The Delta, it's a very underrated shake. I think if you're yeah. looking for a milkshake, you need the Jones for that. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. My, my son will enjoy the. The, he'll get a chocolate vanilla swirl at, at In and Out. Yeah, uh, the, I'm. It's okay. It doesn't right, taste it's like okay. chocolate no, and right. vanilla. It's okay. They have it at T-Mobile Arena because it's my new thing to go to Shake Shack. Love Shake Shack. 
Is that the or did you say In and Out? Oh, In and Out. Are they what? What about In and Out? I don't think. Or wait, In and Out shakes are good. In and Out, In and Out takes a little bit of of thaw. Once yeah. you get it, you got to let it sit for a bit, and yeah. then it's tasty. But I'm like, I want the immediate kind of like, give it to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, everybody has a different formula. And Shake Shack's but... more of a custard too. That's more of a yes. custard. Yes. And shake. the black and white, it, I don't know what it tastes like. It doesn't taste like chocolate vanilla. Maybe that's why they call it black and white. I don't know what it tastes like. <laughs> it tastes like black. And I'm just white. gonna start. I like I. I almost always get vanilla shakes, but except for there and apparently Dell. Right. Apparently Dell. I love chocolate banana shakes though at Culver's, Paul. Right. Oh, yeah, Culver's. There is no greater power, the highest of powers. Right. Oh, God. No, no Culver's, no water. I didn't check. I didn't even Google if there was Culver's in Alaska. I probably should have. There probably is not. (laughs) I would say not. Probably not. It's kind of nice, though, when it's... You just you know that you don't have everything at your disposal. There's something to that, right? Where you have to There's something for it a to bit more. denial of what you want. You know what? That brings up an interesting story. I remember back in the day when I lived in Oregon, when I didn't know what real Mexican food was. Uh, we lived kind of in suburbia outside of Portland. It was this great Mexican restaurant. I mean, at least that's how I remember it. Mm-hmm. Great Mexican restaurant. So good. The sauces were great. The amount of cheese was perfect. Just the plates were always hot. It was we never got a bad meal from this Mexican restaurant, and we move away, and we're like, "Oh man, hey, you know, we want some Mexican food." We just like we just for some reason I was craving for Mexican food, so we go back to this same place, mm. and it was like we actually paid for that, and like in the deepest darkest part of sarcasm I could lay out there, it was like that's the worst. Wow, isn't it? we actually paid for that food yeah this was the feast day resistance back in the day right. and now the monsters i'm going have let through down. that with so many different of my foods you just if you if you did literally i remember coach matthews trying to put me on a, on a diet to try to basically just improve it by saying for a weekend this is all you can have uh lean meats vegetables and water nothing else nothing else no fruits no sugars no dairies no any- wow. i could have fish yeah. and then i did it for like three or four days and then on the stroke of midnight i ate an entire pizza <laughs> obviously uh it took me a little bit longer i didn't need to go quite as scorched earth as that one weekend was but eventually i kind of found okay this is what i needed to eat chicken salad uh yogurt water milk before games before practices and then i would just eat the same thing every day but then i would get sick of it and stuff like that it's just it's such a weird bit your your appetite the ebbs and flows what you crave what you don't your taste buds sure I still, I, I tried a bunch of stuff up in Alaska because when I go on trips, I'm like, let's just try to incentivize Eat the tasting. I was tried different coffee. Don't still don't like coffee taste. I like the beginning part, but not the end part of right. the taste. Okay. Don't like it. Salsa, same bit. Had reindeer when no, you were there? No, no reindeer. They they offered me moose. And I, said, and it, yeah. I said, probably not a good idea on the same day that I saw baby moose organically walk into your front yard that six hours later, I'm going to eat your cousin. I was like, out of respect <laughs> to the mooses, I right. can't partake. Right? Yeah, that one, no. But when it comes to, I tried like uh, an omelet thing. Right. You oh. know me, Paul. I'm I know, a very I know. Limited Listen, person. I know. Everyone's thinking, like, oh, she I must am. have eaten walrus while yeah. she was there. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like, eat anything I had with blubber. A, I had an omelet thing? No, I'm was, just very picky. Coffee? Like, it's a it's a sensory <laughs> thing. I, I'm convinced that the good. reason why I don't like a lot of Mexican food in general is because when I was younger, there there used to be this chain called Don Pablo's that was everywhere. And whenever people would order fajitas, I hated how loud it was because it was like you know coming yeah, off the oh scissor, yeah absolutely the and full I hated the smell experience. and I hated how like the all of it. I hated all of it, and so I just never liked going to those restaurants and how that carries forward. Right. And now 
I got Dell. No, at least breaking you Breaking it down one milkshake at a time. Right. You did have tacos. I did. It's a good thing. Half of each of them. Yeah. There are people the driving edges. around like, she went to Alaska and she had omelets? Yes. It must be delicious. Oh my God. <laughs> what an adventurous. It must be amazing. Exactly. Went all the way there for omelets. All right. Uh, full show for you coming up today. We also have College Hoops tonight. Nevada taking on Pepperdine. Uh, 7 o'clock tip in that one. At 425-ish, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Joe Ostrowski will join us. He'll break down some lines and lay down some laws with us. But first, let's get you your top five talkers for today. It's your daily checkdown, powered by Odyssey Sports. Number one. This is how we make sure Ashley's paying attention yes. to the program. Roll we, call. That's right. We give a long intro and then we get into the Especially the about meat. all of the different types of foods that we don't yeah. eat. I like talking about food. I do too. Food all day. To an extent. All right. Back to back. Mountain West Freshman of the Year honorees for UNLV. This year, Cameron Friel, their starting quarterback, is the 2021 Mountain West Conference uh, freshman of the year, he uh, tie or broke the school record for completion percentage, and also managed to tie Hall of Famer Randall Cunningham. You might remember that name. Very familiar. Uh, for third overall by any Rebel, incredibly proud of him. Also, first team All Mountain West, the Chuck Wagon, Charles Williams. You got to make sure you have all of the pretty pretty decals for the back of the Chuck Wagon as he heads on out of town. What a heck of a career for him and. Um, always really interesting when you have a season like UNLV had where the quarterback position was very fluid for a while, and then it says a yep. lot for Cameron to garner these honors in such a short amount of time. Uh, hopefully you see those back-to-back freshman of the year players turn into consistent All-Mountain West, first-teamers, stuff right. like that. But this is uh, any sort of recognition of your accomplishments and your hard work is very important after the fact. So great news for both of those gentlemen. Also, uh, a number of other players received some honorable mentions. So good news and building blocks for the UNLV football program. Do you uh, see our boy, Jacoby Winman's leaving? He is. He's also on that, that uh, second team of the uh, All-Mountain West. Yeah, Kobe's got, he hit the transfer portal on Sunday. Yeah. He already he, has, I believe, seven offers. Yeah, UTSA's in there. Kansas few, State. Uh, yep, K-State, yep. Indiana's he, the latest. He's, he's put it out on the IG. I follow him, among other people that we met at the Mountain West Media Day just a few months ago. And now it's a whole new chapter of a lot of those uh, gentlemen's lives. Yep, for sure. Moving on. Number two. Constantly. Notre Dame, <laughs> no decision on the interim coach there. The what? Athletic... It's been 12 hours. <laughs> now, they're not going to do an interim coach. The athletic director there, Jack Swarbrick, says uh, we're going to sit for a while. Apparently, a lot of the reason for sitting is because Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle is one of the top candidates to be uh, that new head coach there. And if it's him, he happens to be in a college football playoff chase, of which we will get those rankings here in about 45 minutes with his Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah, and I hope that the Notre Dame is waiting out, and if that is their guy, that they're allowing him to coach the rest of the season, allowing him to to bring them to the, the playoffs that they have worked so hard for. Because ultimately, when these coaches do leave their teams, if they're leaving them mid-season or towards the end, no matter if it's your program or not, if you ask them to do that, that hurts this sport. That hurts your product, and uh, that's not a good place to start a new chapter in one's life yeah no search firm for notre dame they'll do their own coaching search uh, swarbrick will lead it as well and apparently uh it was not surprising that kelly was leaving as he just restlessness kinda, they said just kind of just moved on he talked to the team this morning uh the reports were it was a very brief meeting as they were 
kind 11 of, minutes or two minutes, it's a lot of minutes in between. But when you have awkward conversations, sure. both can feel like an eternity sure. quite quickly. And everyone not was, much to say. Evan was told via text because he was out recruiting. And apparently it all went down while he was on the road. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Notre Dame's going to take its time finding a new leader. Number three. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys play on Thursday night against the New Orleans Saints. We'll have that game for you here on 1140 The Vet. back-to-back Thursdays? Yeah. Really? Yeah, back-to-back Thursdays. Back-to-back Thursdays. I thought the Thursday was automatically just uh, well, that's for the, the Thanksgiving. Th- Thanksgiving. And then they, were, they didn't have to do any more, but 17th yeah. game this year. Yeah, 17th Maybe game. Maybe that's what so it is. They've got, to, they've got to fill the slot somehow. I suppose. So it's Dallas and New Orleans. The Dallas Cowboys will have eight players and coaches sidelined by the COVID. That includes head coach Mike McCarthy and five members of his staff. A couple of backup guys, uh, special teamers won't make the trip, but clearly COVID is not over, and it is starting to move again through the sports leagues. Yeah, rear its ugly head quite yeah. heavily. Ugly would be the name. That's just a quick checkup. Oh, God. Number four. Talking about college football again, Virginia Tech has made its hire. It is not the poaching of another head coach. It is a defensive coordinator, Brent Pry who was at Penn State, who clearly was not going to go anywhere with James Franklin there, just announcing a long-term extension. Mm -hmm. He will move down the street to Virginia Tech, where he was a defensive graduate assistant there 25 years ago. We always end up back in the places that we start, and, uh, you know, we know how the coaching pipeline works, and we talked at length yesterday about how few uh, big names there were kind of left in the game because there's just been so much of a rinse-repeat cycle with with coaches. And so this guy clearly has earned his shot. As you mentioned, Frankie's not going anywhere with the head coaching job, and so he has to be malleable with his coordinators because their success is his, and if they're successful, they're going to get phone calls just like this. And so... Um, best of luck, Tim. It's a it's a heck of a school to go coach at and, and a culture to be part of. So we shall see if he brings the results they seek. Yeah, undeniable. There were other coaches involved in the search. Wake Forest, Dave Clawson, who got a contract extension. Billy Napier, who ended up at Florida. So it is Brent Pry taking over at Virginia Tech. Number five. Tonight is the night for... It's the night that we're losing control. Uh, oh, oh, Gosh, we're good at this. It's a hell of a song. It I is. It's a banger. Too. Love that song. Uh, the Tonight uh, Western Conference, we get a treat at 7 o'clock our time. For those on the East Coast, it'll be a late night snack as the Golden State Warriors and Phoenix Suns tangle together. The NBA's two best teams duke it out tonight. I'm going to watch this. You are. I am. I'm very interested, although less interested because of Joe O. While we're talking to him in the future on the show, we did talk to him in the past. Apparently, they're also playing again on Friday. So what an interesting week. But uh, it's two of the best teams in the NBA, uh, and and certainly we expect them to be duking it out for the Western Conference down the stretch here. Yeah, this is uh, going to be a, a matchup of a lot of marquee talent. Correct. Un- undeniable. Where it's A lot of ball-handling skills. Truth. Both teams have played 20 games, and the Suns are a half a game behind the Warriors. I mean, the Suns have lost three games all season. The Warriors have lost two. Right. Two games. That's what's the- wild when you have these, these teams get off to such a good start, and then, oh yeah, somebody's right there with you no oh, goodness <laughs> gracious yeah this could be no lots of to breathe could be lots of dunking in this one could yeah. be lots of uh three-point shooting clearly uh this could be a high score as well or eventually it will be what the teams give each other <laughs> right because it, it ultimately is a chess match when you're dealing with talents like this where they can execute from 
uh, high levels from particular parts of the floor. So if you deny them the ball, Paul, maybe you deny yourself as well. You never know. Draymond Green, Steph Curry. He denies a lot of Chris stuff. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and the uh, rest of the cast of characters. Good stuff. Yeah, it's going to be going to be awesome tonight. It's mm-hmm. going to be a great game. Looking forward to that I'm going to watch the Ducks one. game, and then I'm going to watch this game. Or both at the same time. The Oregon Ducks? Not those Ducks. I think they're playing Montana tonight. Yeah, definitely not those <laughs> Ducks. No. All right, there's your check down powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Coming up next, we will try to answer the question, what makes a winning culture? You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas. College Hoops coming up tonight. Make sure you check it out. Nevada taking on Pepperdine, the Waves. I feel like Pepperdine makes goldfish. It's like Pepperidge Farms. I've been to the Pepperidge Farms Have factory. Have you? Oh, my yeah. God. Been to that factory. Was it amazing? It's delicious. They have a... Baby goldfish are the best. They have a warehouse kind of store right next to it. Sure. And Silos. You walk in there, and it's just all... And you just buy bags of, like... It's all it, of the snacks. It, it's yeah, and it's not even like labeled as it. You just know what it is. It's like this giant clear it's bag just like of Wonka. yeah, this clear <laughs> bag of you know goldfish, clear bag of other flavored goldfish or whatever it is. And you get all the you can get like the weird stuff there too. And it's all like a quarter, sure. It's just or like, it's like the the ultimate dream that is the box of Lucky Charms that's only marshmallows. Had that box, but to be honest. Is it really Lucky Charms without the alphabets that nobody really likes to eat? Because (laughs) too much of a good thing will spoil you. And spoiling usually doesn't lend itself to success, doesn't lend itself to winning. And so maybe ultimately it's about mostly suffering with little nuggets, little marshmallows here and there. And it's not a fun place to be. The unlucky, the unlucky people who eat the Captain Crunch without the Crunch Berries and just tears Again, up the roof of your an mouth. An avenue I never turn down because I know the carnage that will be involved. Right. It happens, but for the right people, you're you are willing to go through said carnage. Right, and maybe it's part of that winning culture. We're trying to answer the question: What makes a winning culture? And and it, this comes in the light of the fact that we have seen. This amazing amount of change, not just coming from college football, but in baseball as well, where there's a lot of big money getting thrown out there and a lot of people leaving situations that most of us mortals would feel that were like ideal places to land or ideal places to be because of the surrounding environment and what's available to them and the resources and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're picking up and leaving for the so-called greener pasture or the better opportunity or whatever it means. And is it that person or the group of people that they're leading that creates that culture, or is it that individual that does so? And I, and I, I say that because I, I did say that we're seeing, you know, Corey Seager going to the Texas Rangers for $300 million in 10 years. Mm-hmm. We're seeing Brian Kelly leave Notre Dame, an institution that, I mean, if I go, I have friends that I grew up with in one of the smallest towns in the United States, less mm-hmm. than 10,000 who literally post about Notre Dame stuff every day of the week, yet never. Even in the offseason. Yet never, never having set foot on that campus. Hmm. But that's the culture. Like, that's the culture, right? The America's team, that's, that's that part of that culture that, you know, like, this is the, these are the winners. This is the group that I want to get behind. Mm-hmm. But I want to I figure out what draws them to that. And success what, draws and people. What, what makes them not stay there, though? Because there's success in these places, too. Right. Well, I think 
We're looking at two different sides uh, of, of this kind of conversation because there's the, the drawing of people that success inevitably has. But most people aren't drawn to what um, ushers in success because it's not easy and it's not fun to to be part of a program, to be part of a culture that demands what is necessary to be at that level against the, the top uh, competition at whatever you're, you're competing in. And I watched King Richard last night. Um, that's on HBO Max. That's the new movie all about uh, Richard Williams and raising uh, Venus and Serena and, and his family uh, and, and the vision that he had for them. He planned all of this and how in his time he was an outlier. He was an outsider. People were calling Child Protective Services. People weren't giving them a chance because – what he was doing, what he was uh, commanding of his daughters and of his family and of himself um, is extreme, is physically demanding, is emotionally demanding, and, and it's not meant for most people. But the people that learn how to thrive in that, the people that learn how to survive and just keep pushing through that, no matter if you want to be there or not, good days, bad days, they're the ones that are going to be able to command that buy-in from others that brings in the success, or not the success, the the people that will bring on the success in your culture. Because it has to be bought into by the players themselves. And in turn, has to be bought into the program and the coach. Some environments make that easier than others. But for the most part, what you show up to the rink or to the field for every day are the people around you in the locker room. Okay, so that's the ch- so so if if we put a checklist together, okay, an imaginary checklist. Everybody put it on your your dashboard if you happen to be in your car or whatever it is. We're yeah. going to build like this imaginary checklist because okay. I agree with you in, in in some of those instances where you, you you talk about organization, you talk about people and having that buy-in, but and discipline. Right, but then you look at star players who draw in other star players who can magically create that winning culture because I have everybody around me that, you know, that buys into what I buy into for the for the most part. It's mm-hmm. why that it's why Cleveland has a championship. LeBron James brought a championship to Cleveland. It wasn't just LeBron, but he willed himself to having that winning culture even though it felt like But people didn't buy it, into the culture that they brought. It, they bought into LeBron's purpose. And that's where I, I think you need to have visionaries. I think you need to have people that command a little bit of both. But because to say that either of them exist mutually exclusively, it, you can't. You really can't because it is about having the the success that draws people in. But then the person who doesn't listen to the naysayers, to to what's normal, to what their body's telling them. Because this is what I'm doing. This is my goal. Uh, under any and all circumstances, I will show up here. I will be present for this. It's not about whether or not you find success. It's about whether or not you show up. And LeBron has always shown that he is willing to show up for him and other people. I, I think his singularity proves just how um, special he is. Well, he's done that at a young. He did that at a young age. Clearly, yes. I mean, he was a teenager when he entered the NBA. Uh, those early Cleveland teams weren't weren't were very lost, and while they did get to the finals and they were quickly dispatched by your Spurs, he didn't really learn how to be the clutch player that he is until his t- days in Miami. Because if you go back and rewind how many years on Sports Center before the Heat figured out how to win their championships and stuff, all they were talking about was how LeBron passes up the last shot, how he passes up the big bucket, how he can't 
um, rise to the occasion in the biggest moments. And that's exactly who you are until you're not. But you keep trusting the process and you take the notes and pieces of information that you learn from the people around you. He didn't he knew that he didn't have the necessary environment in Cleveland through his first stint. So he became a better player to foster that in himself by taking the lessons that he learned from Miami back to Cleveland four years later. So he became the singularity. So mm-hmm. in like Venus you have to have and, an example. Like Venus and Serena, they have a singularity, but they also had a a, a I want to say he was their dad. But I'm trying to use a broader term, like uh, because it'll apply a, a, a lot of different ways. A, he was their driver. A ment- there you go. So a driver. So every but they were driven themselves so, too, because kids have to drive themselves. Correct. But there has to be someone to get them to give them the keys. Correct. Essentially, without the keys, they're not going anywhere. And, and sometimes get your get your ass off the couch and say we got to go outside. Sometimes you have to go hit tennis balls in the rain, even though you're sick. Like that that commitment, that driver is. It's not a fun, but it's not a, a healthy thing to be, and it's not a healthy thing to live with him, but it produces some of the best results. And sometimes that's what is necessary depending on your situation or what you want to accomplish in life. The positives can outweigh the negatives in some cases, but I think there are also a lot of negatives when you try to create this winning culture mm-hmm. because you may omit some of the some of the outliers that could have been singularities if it wasn't that culture that you're in. So when I talk, when I say that, I'm looking at just the way that teams are made up. And Seems still- like when when the Thunder had to trade James Harden to Houston, kind of like that example. That's a great example. Thank you. <laughs> That's a great example. If you talk about this is the one piece that we need to move to bring said championship mm-hmm. or to bring instead of that- an eight, I want to be at least a nine right. and a half with to, room to grow to lift. But sometimes that just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So. You know, the idea of tinkering works to a certain extent, mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately sometimes if you're trying to create the winning culture, sometimes you talk about tinkering this- from whose level. That's a, that's a that's a trickle down approach, though, because that that's when we th- we think that we can conjure it up ourselves. That's a, that's an ego driven way to look at it. I think it arises organically because how many teams do we write off at the beginning of the year, like the Cincinnati Bengals, perhaps this season? They're not going to beat anything. They're not going to be in the playoff hunt. They were. There's a reason why they had Joe Burrow as the number one overall pick. And then what do you know where they are right now? That that team starts to build on itself, believe in itself, when everybody else, the outside voices, are telling them the opposite. And, and that is such an unbelievable environment to expedite that, especially if you have a bunch of people that are of similar age, uh, and, and experience. I mean, that was a lot of what, what Tom was talking about in episode three of it, his man in the arena um, series on ESPN plus and kind of the later teams of the first half of the dynasty of, of the Patriots. That's right. how you have to splice his, his eight tiered cake um, of just how they would compete with each other in the locker room. Be like, how many hours of film did you watch? I watched three and just like playing with an edge or preparing with an edge and always pushing yourself and always driving yourself to that um, hunger, I think. So why leave a spot that has winning culture? Or at least that's what's being told afterwards. So in the Notre Dame example, mm-hmm. in the Oklahoma example, you know, Bob Stoops literally is the savior of Oklahoma football. Mm-hmm. Comes out. Oklahoma football's bigger, bigger than one man, always survive. Lincoln Riley even said the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, comes out and says it, but it's still Bob Soups. He's coming back to Oklahoma. I'm not sure it's the right message, but it's the message that's being put out there. But there is the creation of a winning culture there. 
And But why leave that? Why depart that? It's the same way that was pressed upon Notre Dame when Notre Dame's athletic director comes around and says, listen, we're in a great place. You know, we're 12 years down. You know, we're, we're a decade removed from where we were. This is a much different coaching search. We're in a much different place. Mm-hmm. Why would a guy, I mean, why does a Brian Kelly, why does a Lincoln Riley leave winning culture that they were a part of, too? And well, Amanda, in, in, in a Notre Dame's case, reestablished, mm-hmm. and in Oklahoma's case, continued. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is just my opinion. I think uh, Brian well, the- Kelly left for LSU because the numbers couldn't be refused. Like, if if he was making, say, $5 million at, at Notre Dame, which is a very sizable check, and then sure. what he's going to be making at LSU, it's a no-freaking-brainer. And he's he's an older guy, too. There, there's a different play. Lincoln Riley, I do believe that there's a challenge aspect of that. And to build that winning culture in USC, I, I think the unique challenge of that is to build, is to foster an environment that's hostile, that that supports its players that that brings out the best up from it in a place where decadence is is the norm a place where feeling comfortable feeling good being chill is the norm or, or finding the next shiny object I think that being disciplined in a, a larger environment that speaks opposite says a lot about what your ability is as a leader and as a coach um I just don't know if he's going to have the right situational things also swirling around about him because even Pete Carroll can can ha- have a, a failing tenure at USC if a few things go differently, right? Sure. We're, we're all just victims of, of the box that we're living in. And so it's it's a big gamble, but when it comes to young coaches like him and with the resume, I can understand why he would want to test that because we understand what what you're going to be going into as a recruit for for the Oklahoma Sooners, right? For SEC football, about to be SEC football, there's just a little bit more of a, of a blue-collar mentality, running game, all that other stuff. USC glitz and glamour. Like, how do you get the best athletes to stay on track and to command more of themselves and of their teammates when they have every distraction at their disposal? What does that say about you if you can do that? That's a winning culture. If you can get people to refuse things that they want to do for the things that will make – them and the team better those are individual decisions mm-hmm. clearly individual decisions but you learn how to make those you learn how to prioritize those or at least you should have the right people in the locker room around you to help you want to change if you not if you're not in that mindset can i ask yet. you a weird question sure this is a weird one this one kind of steps out okay ted lasso is that a winning culture is that squad that he runs is that a winning culture depends on what your definition of winning is um, I typically align my definition of winning culture more with what Ted Lasso was talking about because I'm about caring for the individual first, coaching the coaching the person first, and finding ways for people to challenge themselves in little victories and prioritizing those over the actual team winning. Now, there 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 is tolerance for everything, and goodness knows what's going to happen in season three. I'm very sure. excited to find nope, out, like nope, like right. the the many millions of us are, but. It all in our society, we're not like that. If you put Bill Belichick and Ted Lasso up right next to each other, completely different vibes, right? And completely different results. And sometimes you're like, yeah, I, I, I want those championships. Yeah, I'm willing to live with the billing department of all of those decisions and all of that trauma and all of that choosing of not me. But some of us aren't, and that's okay. Both can exist. Both can be good. Both can be deemed successful and winning. Football is life.
Look at all his life. Deep conversation. Thanks for hanging out with us, folks. Coming up next, the quarter check on the NHL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas. Feels like a hot lap since we've talked uh, hockey around here. Are you reading my Instagram captions as I'm writing them? This really? is the second day in a row that Did you, you guessed just say that. that. Literally, I just put hot lap around the hockey. Wow. Okay. You and I are clearly connected by yeah, something. Something strange in the neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we. It, you know, the nights have been off. Nights have been off, and you know, obviously the holidays kind of messed things up. But we are. Uh, we have rolled through the first twenty-five percent of the uh, NHL hockey season. Uh, the big news today coming out of the NHL was the Jack Hughes re-upping for yep. eight uh, years, eight mil. It'll be um, a team-friendly deal if he is able to take a step as you would expect him to as he physically matures into his body a little bit more. Usually, three years removed. Not all of us can be instantaneous successes in the NHL, even though they're number one overall picks, but uh, the New Jersey Devils are certainly building. And, you know, they drafted his little brother this past year who's going to be a heck of a defenseman for that team himself. So, uh, good news. Yeah, un- uh, understandable there. Um, Vegas Golden Knights. You mm-hmm. give them a grade right now. Quarter season. Mm-hmm. We're not just going to talk about B-. the Knights, but we'll just put it B- out there. B-minus. And that, is that just injuries, or is that just struggling play from everybody but the goaltending? It's, ben- it's called benefit of the doubt, minus. 
So it it, it, it includes all of that. But I I, I do have some things left to be desired, uh, even when the lineup isn't at its full strength. But it's what you would expect, at least for me, uh, at this juncture of the season. Anaheim Ducks, biggest surprise of the first quarter of the season? They're pretty darn close. And it's not, I mean, it's not that they're just competitive. It's that they're ripping people apart. And they're finding ways to to get points out of players that they haven't previously. Like Troy Terry is one of those uh, guys that you're going to hear a lot about potentially being an Olympic breaker uh, onto a roster should the NHL uh, allow its players to go. That's right. getting a little bit more murky as as each day passes. But He's not a guy that's been on the radar for for uh, for anything at the national team level. But when you see somebody playing as well as he is uh, for a team like Anaheim, who's always had really good goaltending, this is like how how thin the margin is between the haves and the have-nots because they have a lot of the similar pieces that they've had in the last couple of seasons. But what happens when people start to take just a little bit of a step and all of a sudden you get a couple of goals here and there that you usually – wouldn't or you uh, hadn't expected and all of a sudden the season's completely freaking different because you didn't lose that game in OT you actually won it and your confidence didn't go down the toilet and you didn't lose four games and then it didn't compound on top of it. it's it's so so easy to rise and fall in this league yeah the team the Ducks play uh, Golden Knights play next uh, Anaheim yeah um, and they're playing tonight so we'll get them on the second half of back-to-back the two Alberta teams Edmonton and Calgary surprises as well you pegged them both with goaltending issues yeah Calgary Calgary's uh, Calgary was always kind of like we'll see what they are cuz they had so they've had so much potential they were they were a few years ago them and the Oilers both made uh, at least second round runs into the playoffs and that was kind of the first time we see Johnny Gaudreau he's going he's bringing him back it's just like it was back in the day with Jerome McGinley you no know, Connor same thing with the with the with the Oilers but Calgary has clearly taken a, a step in terms of that winning culture, that team game that I think a lot has to do with the hiring of Daryl Sutter back into that organization behind that bench. And to be honest, Jakob Markstrom's playing lights out. Like he has, I think, at least four shutouts this season already. And I, I, I'm I'm underselling that because I don't like being wrong. Yeah, he was a wavery year one and then in Correct. year two here. It's and that clear. adjustment year when you sign a big time contract, it's always really tough for goaltenders, I'm guessing. Because when all of a sudden somebody tells you, you are worth this many millions of dollars and we expect you to be this per- like. I, that adjustment period has to be uh, amplified in every uh, corner. And we saw the same thing with Sergei Bobrovsky. And obviously the last couple of seasons have been very disrupted in the, in the NHL, but they seem to be settled. They seem to be confident and they're getting uh, uh, contributions from, from guys in their roster that they normally wouldn't either. Like the Mangiapani character, he's finding ways to score goals, but more importantly, he is one of the, if, if you watch Zambonis when they uh, do the ice and they go right on, on the side of the boards, there's these little brushes that are spinning on a circle. Yeah. That's what he's doing on those boards when they're up high in the zone. Like a lot of plays get broken or made within those five feet of the blue line because it's the difference between getting the puck out and going on the rush or getting it sent back down low in your defensive zone and you're caught out there on a long shift with heavy legs, right? Like I said, overtime win, overtime loss. He's finding ways to win more battles. I watched them for about... Uh, a period, period and a half last night. I forget who they were playing, but they looked damn good. And they were talking a lot about him and the steps that he takes. And they still make mistakes because they're still a young team. But man, they believe in themselves. And so do the Oilers. And they'll, there will be regression back to the mean for their power play for, for Jakob Markstrom and his goaltending. Trust me, there always will be. But sometimes you can build up a big enough 
uh, cushion where you can weather through those storms because the other teams have to play so perfectly for you to over, for them to overtake you. And they've done a pretty pretty fine job of doing that. Both of those squads. I'm gonna stay in your wheelhouse here. In All the, of it's in my the, wheelhouse. In the, in the off season, though, when we talk about goaltending, in the off season, our big surprise was Seattle after the expansion draft mm-hmm. brings in Phil Grubauer. Why is this just expansion, just woes, or is this just them, Phil Grubauer, not living up to that contract because he was playing with such a great team in what Colorado? What did we just say about the big contract first year adjustment period? You don't okay. think that's amplified just a little bit more on the skate park? You probably make that ramp a little bit bigger when it comes to an expansion team and straight up. Um, they don't have the talent depth that most of the league does, and they're they're learning how to play with one another in a new system on the fly. All of these things are very obvious to say, but we just kind of paint over it as an automatic thing because we expect them to not just be competitive, but to win on any given night. And there are limitations that we all have that we all like to override or think that don't exist. Goaltending doesn't allow you to live in that world, really, because you could do everything right and still get scored on, get lit up, and get pulled. And you're probably the only one that knows it because even the goalie coaches until recently, they didn't even know what they were talking about either. And so uh, he's not getting as many pucks as he needs to. He's not making uh, enough saves that he needs to have right now. He's letting in a few stinkers. It's about when they're going and our, our, our goals compounding on top of each other. But that's to be expected when you have a single-ply toilet paper foundation level of the team. There's only so much goodwill and buy-in that, that Tanev and the long hair can get if you're all of a sudden up to nothing and now you're down three to two in, the, in three minutes. But Kraken have also won a few games in a row here. And so they'll get things figured out, but it usually starts from the net out in terms of getting those things figured. Quickly, we all have now seen the uh, work that Alex Tuck has done to come back and he's with Buffalo. And Buffalo, a middling team right now, but still playing decent hockey. How would you define success for Alex Tuck? For the rest of the season. This is probably the last time we'll ever talk about Alex Tuck. Um, work your way back into the lineup and find a way to be in that score sheet every night on a consistent basis. Be a consistent performer with them and be a positive presence, which we know he has in spades. There's a reason why the original Misfits and why all of those guys made an Instagram post whenever one of the originals leaves. And I think Alex Tuck is is a special type of player and personality and obviously uh, he's a great fit for that organization. So just for him to prove to himself that he can jump back in, and trust me, he's not going to be playing third line there. And so the confidence piece for him is massively important because what happens when he gets physically beat up and isn't playing confident? We, we've seen it how many times. He gets apprehensive. He doesn't bear down on the puck. He doesn't go to the net. I just want him going downhill. Whatever the results are, I don't care. You just want downhill, skate. Do not think twice about what you're doing, Alex, because there's no really – Nobody in this league that can stop you if you get going. On the way, a possible new resume for Patrick Waugh. Paul Ihander and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers. On the Tuesday. Exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Patrick Waugh, one-time NHL coach. Among other things in the NHL before <laughs> right, his coaching right. career, I know he was vice president of hockey too. Oh yeah, uh, he is. He's he's been in knocking around the juniors a bit, yeah. and now apparently the Montreal Canadiens are interested in him as the general manager of that squad. Does it oh, work? What? <laughs> Does it work? I mean, it'd be a heck of a homecoming for for him. I mean, uh, the. The infamous final game that he played for Montreal, and they left him in there after he wanted to be pulled and getting booed at Bell Center after 
winning them a couple of cups and being one of the best goaltenders. And so they trade him to Colorado and he just does more of it. Uh, certainly intriguing for, for Montreal to bring back some goodwill back to their franchise as well. The Stanley Cup run was certainly overshadowed by their NHL draft selection with the Logan Mayu character. Uh, obviously, they've gotten off to a pretty horrid start to this season. Cole Caulfield down in the AHL already. Mark Bergevin was just let go. And so uh, we'll see. I, I Does Patrick Wall have the vision for it? I guess there's only one way to find out. Well, he's had the roles. He's held the role before. Yeah. You know, and but, you, but and he walked. He's, he, a, he's he, a spark plug, though, Paul. And not, not to say that that level of energy can't be uh, reined in or can't be essential for that position. Um, you just got to think about bridges that may have been burned in the past and how you conduct business. Too. Well, the last time he was in the NHL, he walked away. I mean, he just kind of went, yep, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. That but was he, five years his, ago. In his first game that he coached for the Colorado Avalanche, he nearly got into a fight with Bruce Boudreau and, and almost pushed over the center stanchion between the benches. Like, Patrick Waugh used to get in fights all the time. He has some of the best goalie fights of all time for a reason. That passion brought him the cups, brought him to, to the levels that he is. But you have to figure out how to spin that into a different type of thread. Rasputin, or Rasputin, or what, what's, the, what's the guy's name with the Rapunzel or the pinprick? What's the guy? Rumpelstiltskin. That one. It's an R or something. Yeah. Yeah. You got to figure out how to do that in a different way. Patrick Waugh. Yeah. No, they want a French speaker too. Someone who can speak French. I get it, but I don't. Pat, Pat Roy. Yeah. What if, it, what if it, <laughs> it's just like well, they have to? They have to be able to speak French. I'm like, how limited is your pool then? Are you really getting the best candidates? Is that really what is is the best course going forward? How about just getting someone? If they're the best candidate, get them a translator. Yeah, problem solved. Google Translate's on the phones. Like, come on. <laughs> problem but solved. It's Montreal. They do what they want. Well, Patrick Wall wants in. He says he is interested in that job. See what happens there as the NHL uh, wild world continues to spin. And the Playmakers moves on here as well on your Tuesday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.